episode number 21. We're fucking burning down out here. We got smoke all over the goddamn place. You can't even go outside without a fucking mask on now. We're going to get into this. This is some horse shit. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. This is the worst thing that's happened in a while, and it's just like an apocalyptic event, and it is what it is. This is god-awful. How the fuck are we supposed to live our lives in a cloud of smoke. How the fuck do Californians do it? You know, there's a wildfire a mile down the road and they're just living with smoke. Fuck out of here. This is awful. This is God awful. This is what we've been dealing with. So obviously, if you're fucking alive and you're in New York or anywhere in the Northeast, anywhere in the upper Northeast, you woke up this morning or the last couple days, because it happened like two weeks ago, but it wasn't this bad. This is a fucking disaster. This is this is God's fucking wrath coming down on everybody. But if any at any point you go outside, it's dark out. You're like, oh, is it going to rain? If you can't smell it, if you can't smell a fire burning, say your nose doesn't work from COVID, you're like, oh, wait, why is it cloudy out? It must, must be raining. You go outside and it's fucking smoke. It's not rain. It's smoke. It's dark out. You can see that you just look at the sun. The sun just looks like this little orange dot. It's crazy. It's fucking miserable out there. And then it just gets worse. It's been getting worse by the hour up here. And I'm not even in the worst of it. I'm not even in New York City. New York City, it looks like a fucking, looks like Afghanistan. It looks like after we bombed Iraq, there's fucking dust and shit all over the place. But it's not dust. It's smoke. And they're like, oh, you can't go outside. It's like, how the fuck am I supposed to live my life? And like, let's just say you don't go outside, right? There's none of the, nothing is sealed. Like houses aren't sealed shut. You're still going to be breathing in fucking smoke. So you're just living with smoke nonstop. Like this is insane. I woke up this morning. So I went to bed last night. Obviously, smoke's coming in last night. I'm smelling it. I hate, I'm not a fan of the smell of smoke. It smells good for like 20 minutes. And then I'm like, all right, like the campfire smell. Oh, this smells so good. It smells like a campfire. And then it gets on your clothes. It gets on your skin. You shower. You smell like it. It's not that much fun after the, after like 20 minutes. So I go to bed last night, turn the AC on because I knew it smelled like smoke outside. Didn't really smell anything uh, this morning, but I just noticed it was hazy. I'm like, ah, right, here we go. Open the door whiff of fucking fire hits me in the face like what are we doing out here and it's not the sun was up like it wasn't cloudy it didn't look it wasn't dark yet you know and i'm just seeing all over twitter all over the news everywhere we go it's gonna get worse like what like worse than this like what is there fire so down where i live in new jersey there was actually a fire a wildfire it was about 15 miles northwest of where i live so the air current was bringing all that shit down too and as of like 10 a.m this morning it was uncontrolled zero percent controlled and then it got up to like 70 percent. so like they saved some structures or some shit they shut down like i-95 but that wasn't helping so that smoke's coming down and then you have the canadian smoke you know those fucking maple syrup drinking canadian bacon fuckers free health care though shout out to that their smoke is coming down and just making everyone's life miserable so we're at work we're hanging out i go out to the i go out to my car during lunch to go to go to the gym and i'm like this isn't gonna be because it was run day you know i'm gonna run outside i was like i'm not running outside and i can't run on a treadmill I'm too big for a treadmill so i'm like well not gonna work out today I just sat in the sauna come out and then now it's worse like, this is when like the the heavy this was when it tur- started like the sun was dis- dissipating at this point so i'm like oh this is gonna suck and i'm just like you're kind of like there's, but there's nothing you can do it's not like you have to it's not like a thunderstorm you're like you just gotta wait for it to pass or if it's raining you're like oh, i just gotta deal with being wet i just gotta run to my car run back inside it's like yo this is smoke this is something you shouldn't be inhaling yet here we are and then you see pictures of like new york city um some pictures from like connecticut maine like all these places you look if you look at any like satellite images that sees it you're like yo this cloud ain't going anywhere it's just coming for the next two days it's just going to keep getting worse and worse and then they put like the air advisory out like yo you can't 
breathe. You have to go outside and wear a mask. So what, let's get this straight. Do the masks work or not? Because they didn't. They said they worked for COVID and then they said they didn't work. And then they said wear them again. And then it became like a status symbol of being a pussy if you're wearing your mask all over the place. Now the, the mask people are having their moment again. Like, oh, here we go. I get to wear my mask again. And they're putting on a fucking <laughs> Darth Vader fucking walking around. <laughs> It's like, what are you doing out here, you know? So they're having their moment in the fucking sun. And then you got fucking people being like, I'm not putting a mask back on. How am I how, how am I supposed to just go home? You know, like I'm supposed to just breathe this shit in. That's pretty much all everyone's going to do. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Like, if they said this is going to happen for the next year, you're just going to be breathing in smoke. Like, No one's moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're going to be stuck doing it. So, like, there's nothing you can do. So, it's just one of these shitty things like Canada, put out your fires. Turn your hoses on. Do us a favor. Turn your hoses on and put out the fucking fire. That's what has to happen. That's what I'm calling for today. I'm saying, Canada, take all your free socialized medicine, your your high tax rates and all this shit. Turn your fucking hoses on and put out the goddamn fire because I am sick of this already. Sick as a motherfucker of this. But the good news out of it, I guess the silver lining, is that we're sitting in our office today and it's it, it, like you're just look every time you look out the window you see more smoke and you're like all right whatever and then uh they're like i was like well we're gonna leave early and they're like is that just you're, you're just making that decision and i'm like well the office is filling up with smoke if you go outside and come back in you could see the haze in this office so there's that and if i'm gonna breathe in smoke i'd rather be at home breathing in smoke and not stuck in here so we got to leave work a little early today i took some pictures and I mean, you've seen them already. You've seen them on everywhere. You've seen the Yankee Stadium pictures are crazy. It looks like a Marvel movie. It just looks like the beginning of like a movie where they're like, the world ended in 2023. And it's like, rewind two years and then it's sunny again. And they're like, how'd that happen? It's like the scene out of Interstellar where they're playing baseball and the dust cloud comes flying over. Similar to that. So we uh, got to leave work early today. Looks like we're going to be working from home tomorrow, which I've never done. I've never actually officially worked from home. I've just kind of done it with, I guess, without permission, but um, it's like an official work from home day. So I'm not really sure about logging in and all that stuff. We're going to have to figure that out on the fly. But either way, the smoke is still here. Smoke ain't going anywhere. So fucking smoke is everywhere. So we're going to be stuck with this shit for a while. I feel like this is all the Canadians are doing up there. The Canadians probably don't give a shit. They're like, oh, well, it's only blown into America. Who cares? You know, America, we, you know, we're, we, we share a continent, man. We're fucking neighbors down here. Yeah, we're kind of wild and we do a lot of crazy shit and we think we're the best, but they're probably up here just fucking... Just a bunch of Canadians singing the song. But they don't even curse. But now we're stuck with it. And it's like, yo, what are we doing? Are we done? Or is the smoke going to stop soon is what we're, go- what we're going with. All right, you come home, right? You're like, all right, we're going to send you home early. It's like, all right, well, smoke is not at my house. It's not like I live fucking 600 miles away. Like, uh, smoke is still here. So I come home and they're like, shut your windows. I'm like, why? It's already in here. Like, my house isn't insulated. Like, there's, you know what I mean? There's a draft. The AC is outside. It's going to be blowing cold air in from the outside. So my thought was I'm like, to open all the windows and just let the air pass through because I think if the windows are all closed and the air is still getting in, you're just going to be breathing in stale air. So I'm like, I might as well have it moving, I guess. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Everything just smells like smoke and it's bothering me if you can't tell. So this is what we're dealing with. And it's god awful. I hate this smell. I hate everything about it.
But while we're here, switching gears real quick to um, a little bit of different subject so you don't have to hear me bitch and moan about this fucking smoke. I promised you guys last week, maybe it was two weeks ago now because Memorial Day, four-day weekends, sunburn, going to awake, threw the whole schedule off. But we're going to change gears and we're going to tell you, we're going to continue our story about day one of basic training at 11 a.m. when my ass woke up for the first time. And had no idea what was going on. So with that being said, little recap. This is going to basic training day one or night one. We get there. We go to sleep at like three in the morning and you kind of just pass out and you wake up. It's 11 a.m. first day one and there's nothing going on yet. So just setting the scene. There's 50 dudes on bunk beds who have never really met before, sweaty, haven't showered, haven't slept, all doing this for the first time. And you're kind of just all looking around at each other like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Why are we not getting yelled at? Why are we, like, what's going on? There's no direction yet. And that quickly, you're waiting for like the first person to get out of bed to go take a piss. You're like waiting for this person to go. You know, you're, you don't want to be the first one because you, you don't want to move yet because you move, the day might get started. The dream of your dream, you might wake up because you might be just be dreaming this entire thing. So yeah, I gotta, if I get out of bed, this is real. So, of course, one person gets up, takes a piss, and it was like they were waiting. The MTIs, the military training instructors with the cap, with the campaign hats, the big cowboy hats, they're waiting. I, they had to have been waiting for this for us to wake up because they came flying in. And it was like, get your ass out of bed now. Like you have 10 seconds to get into the day room, which is like the, it's like the living room kind of, but it's just... It's mostly just like a cl- empty classroom and it has like couches you're not, not allowed to sit on. Get your ass in there now and everyone sit down. Like, and you're like, ah, shit. And then you, d- you don't do it in 10 seconds. So they make you go back to your bunk and do it again. And then you do it over and again. Probably did it about 10 times in a row before we got under 10 seconds. But you can't run and you can't like shove your way in there because you're like, obviously we all have to get in there. So if I shove you out of the way and you fall, we're all going to have to go back and do it anyway. So we had to do that like 10 times before we actually got under 10 seconds. And then we're in there and it's like, here's how you're going to address me. Here's And it's like basic shit. Like it's going to be, we had to say a stupid, it was called a reporting statement. So reporting statements are never used in the real Air Force. They're only used in like a training environment like this one. And you have to say it it's a preface to everything you say. So my reporting statement would be, since I'm not an airman yet, I would say, if you say it's a sir, right? In my MTI was a sir, I'd say, sir, trainee Donahue reports as ordered. And then I would speak. So I want you to imagine you're terrified to ask a question. And I'm an adult. I'm 28 years old at this point. It's not like I'm a kid and I'm terrified. I'm fucking still nervous because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I'm like, so whenever you get, you get like addressed and they're like, what are you looking at? And you got to be like, if you're just like nothing, they're like, what'd you say to me? Like, then you start screaming. You have to say your reporting statement. You legit have to say, sir, trainee Donnie, he reports his ordered. I'm not looking at anything like that. Like, and you do it with every, every time you speak, you have to say it. So if you don't say it, they make you start over again and then they yell at you. And then and someone else comes in and yells at you. And then everyone's like, come on, dude. Like, you know, and it's, it's, that's all that's happening in the day room at this point. And they're just going over how to do that, how to address people like, sir, ma'am. Um, and like what we're doing that day, but it's not like, all right, so at 11, you know, we're going to, or 1130, we're going to meet downstairs and we're going to go to do this. We're going to go do that. Like, it was like, you have to be downstairs in the next six minutes or we're all fucking doing push-ups or something. And it's like, all right. And like, you have, again, you, you don't have a uniform, you have nothing. You don't even know who to listen to. So it's a lot of getting yelled at and a lot of getting corrected and a lot of getting yelled at again and then corrected and then yelled at, corrected. And then we have to learn how to march. So we go down this like, uh, what do they call it? Like a, it's like a pad. They call it the pad. It's like a pad. Uh, it's like a concrete pad, basically, in the shade. And they're teaching you facing movements. 
like how to turn right the military way, how to turn left the military way, how to march, all this shit. And like, again, no one really knows what they're doing. And like I said in the last podcast, like you have the guys that think they know how to march and they're getting picked on because like, oh, you know how to march? Show me. And they're just getting made fun of. So you're learning that stuff. And then it's like, oh, we have to eat lunch. That's a whole other fucking disaster. So you you go in like it's one at a time, but like back to back to back to back. Like your ass, your nose is on the person's back of the head. Like you are glued to the person in front of you. You're not looking left or right. You're not looking around. Like you're getting, and they're giving you, you're eating what they give you. Unless you have like a, unless you're like a vegetarian or some shit. But like, they're just like, here it is. And you just, you slide down like to your left. You go all the way down. You get water, Gatorade, whatever the fuck. And you sit down and you eat in silence and you, you have like five minutes to eat. And you just woof it down. The entire time you're getting yelled at, though. <laughs> so it's not like you're just sitting there hanging out. Like you're getting fucking yelled at. So then you get up and you have to meet outside. And again, this is like day one. So you have no idea where to meet, what to do. You need a wingman everywhere you go. So everywhere you go, you need another person with you that's in training. And it has to be someone from your flight. And if they catch you by yourself, you get in a lot of trouble. And this is just because they can't keep them hand. They used to, back in the day, you can Google it, like the 2013 Air Force scandal. Uh, the MTIs used to like sleep with the students. So like to prevent that, you go places with another person at all times. Because there's a slimmer chance of two people consenting to sex instead of one. So that's the thinking behind it. So again, you meet up outside, you're getting yelled at, and then we have to go march like two miles to go get it. It was like haircut. It's like all the point, haircut, medical, uniformed, and then you march back to eat eat dinner. And then you have like, they call it airman's time or some shit. What do they call it? I don't know. But it's pretty much, you're sitting in this day room again. So we're going to slow it down a little bit. So marching again, I'm in the front because I'm tall and it's like legit, like left, right, left, right, left, right. Like, but since I'm tall, I have a huge stride and the shorter kids in the back have a smaller stride. So I have to shorten my stride. They have to lengthen theirs. We have to be in unison, basically. So if you're at a step, you get yelled at, you start over again and you have to listen to the commands. Like they give you certain commands to turn different ways and stuff. It's a, it's, and again, you're in the same clothes you wore for the last two days. You haven't slept. It's hot as a motherfucker out because it's Texas and it's August or now I, yeah, it's like August 30th still. And uh, yeah, you don't know where you're marching. You just know you're marching and that's it. You don't know any rules yet other than keep your mouth shut. And if you have to, if you're going to pass out, like try to tell someone beforehand, other than that, you're just going to go where you're told. So we march. And I think the first thing we had to do was medical and everyone had to take a piss test. And of course, there's always the, always the people that can't pee in a cup in front of people. We have to wait. We waited like two hours for one kid to pee. Just one of one kid couldn't fucking pee in a cup. We had to wait and you're just sitting there in silence, like sitting down. Because at first, at first, like you have to stand and then they're like, all right, well, this is taking too long. So now you have to sit. So we sit and like you're sitting Indian style, which I don't do. I haven't sat Indian style. The only time I've sat Indian style in the last 35 years was in kindergarten and then in 2016 in basic training. I don't sit Indian style. I'm too fucking tall. And again, it's uncomfortable. You're sitting and you're kind of like making small talk with the people next to you, trying to get to know each other because you're going to live with these people for the next 60 or 70 days or so. So like you might as well get used to it. And like the MTI is kind of letting you talk a little bit, but and you can ask like questions but at that point you're just kind of learning as you go the kid finally pees we get up we get formed up in our in our formation we start marching back it's dinner time and uh we missed we missed our clothing to get our uniforms and we missed haircuts i think because this one kid couldn't pee so the MTI was pissed off at that point we had to go we ate dinner same thing you're getting yelled at your fucking nose is into the back of the kid's head in front of you you're you know it's it's the same shit so eating in five minutes, 
you go back upstairs to the dorm and then the mti is talking to you more like a human being at this point and they're showing you how to like make your bed and there's different ways to make your bed so this is the military way and there's a legit handbook on how to do this stuff and you take turns ripping your bed apart and making it again ripping your bed apart and making it again so you're just going and it's nothing it's not hard but again they're like donahue trainee donahue go make the bed and you're like i got this like sir trainee donahue reports is ordered of course i'll go do it you know like you go do it you fuck it up you and then like you dumbass and they rip the bed apart again and you do it again and then you have to have a wingman help you because to do hospital corners it doesn't require two you can do it on your own but it looks better if you do it with two and then it becomes a race you have like 30 seconds to make the bed so like because they want it every everything has to be done they don't call it um rushing they call it um with purpose they'll say like do it with purpose or like um with a sense of purpose that's what it is do everything with a sense of purpose so the whole point behind that is, is like you're not rushing they can't say rush because you're gonna fuck something up but make sure you're doing everything in the most efficient way possible you know, like don't waste any time. So like with a sense of purpose. So like you spend, we probably spent like an hour that night making our beds and then they're like, all right, time to shower. And there's a whole routine. This is, everything is regimented. So you have a shower monitor, right? And this is the most chaotic part of the entire thing because it's day one. No one knows how to fucking shower. There's five shower heads and there's 50 dudes and you have to get, everyone has to be showered in 15 minutes because we have to meet back up in the day room to go over shit. And you don't have pajamas. Oh wait, this is, yeah so we don't have our uniforms yet so we're still wearing the same dirty ass clothes that we wore the entire time so it's legit this is i mean it is what it is you're getting naked and you're standing in line and again it's like the lunch line again like you are fucking as close as you can to the person in front of you without touching each other in any any like you don't you know what i mean you're like i'm not doing that like i'm close enough kind of thing and like you're rinsing off five dollars you're rinsing off and you're running back out of the bed like you're in and out and there's a purse there's a shower monitor and this person's job is to make sure everyone's showered in like the 15 minutes so he's yelling at you to hurry up and he also has to shower too then you come out and you have to be like fully dressed by the time you come out of the bathroom so like that's another awkward part because you don't have a uniform or anything yet so you're putting like i'm putting jeans and a sweaty shirt back on that i've been wearing all day and or wearing the last two days so it's disgusting then you have to report back to the day room you have 10 seconds it's like day room when he says like day room that means you have like 10 seconds and he'll just yell it out the mti just yells it out to you day room and you have 10 seconds everyone has 10 seconds if you're not in there you're going back and do it again like so that that all happens and then now he's talking to you like an adult he's like all right here's the breakdown of what we're going to do each day here's your schedule here's who i am here's where i came from here's what to expect here's like medical number like here's what to do if you feel like you're going to die or you're going to pass out here's like how to raise your hand the correct air force way to like let someone know um here's the wingman policy here's Pretty much they're going over like the fundamentals, like this is the shit you're going to do every day from now on. So learn it quick. And then it's like you're filling out like an emergency contact card just in case some shit happens and they can like you carry this on you similar to dog tags but this is like a it's like a uh um what the hell it's an index card sorry so you fill all this stuff out you hand it back in and then he's like tomorrow morning 5 a.m we're gonna be up we have breakfast at 5 15 and then we have to get our uniforms and then we're gonna come back and it's like you better be fucking ready like go to sleep so he leaves and this is the second night you're sleeping so at this point you kind of made a few friends you made familiar faces at this point you know who's like on your team who the tryhards are um you're kind of getting the feel like all right we're all in this together a little bit i'm taking it's like five percent of that feeling like we're a team we're gonna work together on this one there's about five percent of that going on 
it's still almost every man for himself. And um, it's like, all right, time to go to sleep. And then like the, remember I said the ECs, those people come back in. They're from like the, the, the basic trainees that are ahead of us. They come in and they're like, all right, everyone shut the fuck up, sleep. If you have to go to the bathroom, just get up and go and lay back down. Like no talking, none of this shit. So again, you hear a lot of sniffling, you hear a lot of crying. Not a lot. I'd say out of 50 people, say like five at most would, would be crying. Other people are talking um, and you're just like, all right, got to go to sleep. But it smells because you're wearing the same clothes you've been wearing for the last three days. And you're just like, tomorrow's going to suck. So you actually do. I actually did pass out. I slept pretty good because I was so tired from the last three days. I just passed out. Like I was out cold. That 5 a.m. 5 a.m. comes fast. Like <laughs> it fucking comes at you quick. So I'm up and now this is all just running errands. Like you're just getting your uniform, but this is all again, you're marching. So you're getting yelled at. You march, get breakfast, you march to go get uniforms. And this is a full fucking morning. This is four hours of getting your uniforms issued because they got to give you your PT gear, which is like, you know, cotton shirt, the shorts, but they give you four sets of it. You have to get fitted. They give you socks and then they give you like your camo like your uh, ocps or back then they were abus you got to get four pairs of those so you get fitted for those you go through it's like a labyrinth it's like a flea market set up with like pvc pipe and and curtain but it's like a labyrinth and each each section you're getting yelled at by like civilians now that are telling you to hurry up try it on if it doesn't fit try another one on and you're just going and they're just eyeballing you they're like oh you're tall you're you're an xl you know, like you're an XL long. That's pretty much what's going on. And then you get all that stuff and you're carrying it all. They give you boots, two, two sets of boots. They give you um, a duffel bag, which is like $400. They give you rain gear, which is like another $1,000. The uniforms all together are like two, like they're giving you a shitload of stuff and you're just carrying it. Like you're carrying it all in your hands because there's nowhere else to put this shit. Like, and you go, the only like downtime in this whole four hours is when you're getting your name tape made. So it has to say like, obviously us air force and it says your last name and you have to go meet with like the little sewing ladies it's a little sweatshop they have going on back there and you got to spell your name out and they, they double check it because if your name is spelled wrong it's they have to redo it so like they you legit have to spell it out and you're, you're kind of watching they're like the nicer people those people are actually pretty nice so after that's all done you walk through like a it's kind of like a metal detector right but it's to make sure that you have all the stuff you have so like you just walk through and it scans everything that's on you so if you have too much too many items it'll know if you have too few items Items, it'll know and of course there's people that have too few too many and we're going through this chaotic thing and then like you have to put your uniform on with your boots you have to lace your boots up a certain way because the air force has a way to do everything and you're putting your uniform on you put your boots on you get back in formation you're like all right i'm feeling it now you know like you're like i'm in the fucking military i have a uniform actually you don't have your boots yet you're called sneaker weakers at this point so you still have to wear your sneakers because you can only wear your boots for a certain amount of time and you have to break them in so you're only you're only allowed to wear them like an hour a day for the first day and then two hours the second day third day three hours so we had to pack everything into our duffel bags we're in sneakers so we're called sneaker weakers and that's how you identify like oh what week are those people in and if they have sneakers on it's like week two if they have like their name tapes made and like they're sewn on their uniforms that's like week four or five and you can tell like the way they're marching the way they carry themselves like how far along they are because they literally like beat the shit they beat this stuff out of you so now we have to march back in our shoes we have to drop all our duffel bags off upstairs and come back down for lunch again yelled at the entire time but now the uniform stays on like no matter what you have your uniform on 
It's not like take it all off if you're hot, like you're always wearing this. So this thing is building up sweat. After lunch, after our normal getting yelled at for a little bit, <laughs> we have to march all the way back down like another mile to get our med- or, uh, to the med group or the doctor, basically. And this isn't piss test. This is, you're getting your shots. So we're at 29 minutes now. The med, the the shot thing, we can, that's going to be settled on the next episode because this, this, this thing by itself will blow your mind the way the military does it. And from that point on, getting a shot in the military is so business-like, it turns you off to the entire thing. And you're just like, whatever, just give me whatever you got. Inject me with whatever poison you want at this point. So we're going to wrap it up there. Um, again, fuck this goddamn smoke. I'm done with it. You got these fucking Canadians up there just jumping around. So fuck them. Um, hopefully the smoke dissipates soon. Brady's fine. I'm fine. It just smells like smoke, so it ain't cool. And, um, yeah, appreciate everyone that's listening on Spotify. So the numbers, they're all trending in the right direction. We're getting there, making some headway. So I do appreciate the followers, the listeners. Uh, we're on pretty much every streaming platform you can find. So um, you can even ask ChatGPT where to find Hold Up What podcast, and it'll tell you because I tested it. It'll tell you where to find it. It'll even drop a link if you have GTP, GPT-4. So look forward to that. And then this will wrap up the military section and the fucking smoke section. Um, there is a new movie I want to watch with Kevin Bacon in it and um, Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried? Seyfried, who's one of my favorite actresses, and Kevin Bacon, of course, is an all-time actor. So we're going to get into that later this week. So hope everyone has a good night. Stay out of the smoke. Go fuck yourself, San Diego.